Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, and welcome to Financial Podcast, Future Rich. My name is Barbara Ginty, and I am your host and also a CFP, which stands for a Certified Financial Planner. And I have with my, me today my guest. Hi, I'm Brittany. As in Brittany. Well, I'm using Brittany as my name because Brittany Spears has been keeping me quite entertained on her Instagram post during this quarantine. You know, I was told to follow her because I've heard that it is entertaining to follow specifically Kurt, like right now. Yes. And I couldn't, there's so many Britney Spears Instagram handles. I know this makes me sound not tech savvy. I just like, wasn't sure which one was her. <laughs> You'll find it. <laughs> I'm going to have to look again. I looked really briefly and I was like, oh man, there's so many Britney Spears. I'm just not going to do it. So Britney, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, where do you live? What's your job? single, married, um, income, all that jazz. Okay. Um, I live in Northern Virginia. I'm an occupational therapist and I'm married. I work hourly. So because of COVID-19, my hours have been reduced. Um, but I have kind of what I used to make when I'm working 37 hours a week um, on average. And my husband and I, um, we have a joint savings, but we keep our paychecks separate um, in separate checking accounts. So we just kind of split costs to keep it easy. Um, okay. So with your joint savings, do you just agree to put X amount from each paycheck in and then? So he makes more than I do. So most of it is his extra okay. money. And then a lot of the uh, like utilities and bills I'll pay. Okay. So I was taking home around two thousand a paycheck prior to this. Okay, and that was two thousand biweekly, every other week. Biweekly. Mm-hmm. And was that? Um, did you have health insurance or retirement taken out of that check? But yes, both. Um, I was contributing ten percent to my four hundred one k, and then health insurance. I my husband recently got a new job and his new plan is actually really good. So I'm going to switch to be on that, Perfect. which will help with my goal. My goal is to start my own OT practice in the community. And so I'm working on getting the LLC and all that set up. And oh, I just realized we forgot to ask how old you are. So we know you're in Northern Virginia, you're an OT, you're married. I'm 33. You're 33. Okay, perfect. Okay, so the plan is to ultimately start your own OT practice. Yeah, so the transition from full-time to part-time to PRN and then eventually just do that once I build up a business. Okay, and now but with COVID, you went to your reduced hours right now. Are you still considered full-time and they're just – like how is that working? Right, just not making as much. Just not making as much. Okay, but you still have – currently still have your health insurance and you're still contributing to the 
retirement for what for when you are working. Right. Okay. And then so so OT, I don't I feel like I'm more familiar with starting a physical therapist practice. So have you obviously yeah, an LLC is a good idea. Have you talked to anyone who started an OT practice? like what type yeah, of there's lot? actually a lot of helpful groups on Facebook. Okay. And um there's some nationwide alliances and I've been taking additional credentialing um which I've paid for which also helps with my continuing education credits but um but yeah, I've I'm a certified aging in place specialist and then I'm working on getting my executive certificate in home modifications. So oh, okay. my so has- um a home modification consultant. Okay. And then so here's my question. So usually when I recommend starting a business, it always takes longer and costs more money than people anticipate. Kind of like home renovations, I think would be like a comparison. Um so how are you and your husband doing in terms of budgeting debt and that sort of, can you swing going to part-time? Like, can you, can you take the reduction in income while you build up your own business? Yeah, I think for a little bit, we have money saved for a rainy day. Um, I just finished paying off my student loans in December, which. Oh, congratulations. Um, thank you. So that freed up some money. So I started um, putting aside like $1,000 a month into a fund. But right now, I'm kind of using that for expenses because of my reduced hours. Okay. Um, so then let's talk about... I won't have overhead with the business. So I think it'll be easy to, to start PRN and then kind of gradually figure out how to build it and reduce hours and... Yeah, I think it, so it sounds like, okay, so with your reduction of income, if you're pulling from the savings, it sounds like then maybe you need it the full, you're using the full paycheck you were getting. Because what I would say is the reduction- I was saving a thousand. You were saving a thousand, right? Mm -hmm. Out of your paycheck. And now that, what, so what, I mean, I know it's all just changed so recently. So what was your most recent paycheck? Was it like half? Yeah, half. Okay. So can you get by on the, let's say you're, well, just for argument's sake, say you're half. Can you get by budget-wise on half of your prior income? So can you get by on 2000 Um, Because what I'm thinking is, and it's probably not as easy to start a business now, but this is good practice because typically the way most people, or not everyone, a good way to start a business is to keep your full-time job, which is sounds like what you want to do. And then build out your own business nights and weekends, which is hard, right? Because you're going to work your full 37 hours a week doing your job. And then you're probably going to do another 20 hours a week, something like that, to get your your business off the ground. And then as that starts to take, you can reduce the other hours. But this could also be good practice to see, like, can you get by on the 2000 and build out the other business? Because then if you're only working, let's say, you know, 18 hours at your other job, then you could then have, you know, like 30 hours or 25 hours to start your own business. Right. Without the nights and weekends per se. Right. Yeah. So it might be good timing for all this, but, um, thousand dollars a month toward our mortgage. Oh yeah. That was going to be my next question. If you own, own your, if you own or rent. Okay. So 
Yeah, we bought a thousand towards the mortgage. Toward it, yeah. And then a car payment is three hundred six. Okay. Utilities are about two hundred. Cable TV is about one sixty. Okay. And a phone is about one thirty. Okay. And those are my expenses for the month. Okay. Um, and then how does food work? Right now, we don't even have to worry too much about take takeout or restaurants or anything like that. Well, maybe takeout, but not going out to eat. Yeah, we do enjoy going out to eat, but not doing that right now. Um, that is under my husband. Okay, so those expenses. That's under your husband. Okay. Okay. So your cost is seventeen ninety six. So just about two thousand a month, right? Mm-hmm. Which explains if you go. Which explains why you pull some money out of savings, right? Because, I mean, $200 can go by really quickly in a month. <laughs> right. So until then, um, until this started, I had about 4000 saved in that other account. For the business, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you were able to essentially... So you you could probably get by, or you were getting by comfortably on three thousand, which is a th- let's just say for argument's sake, a thousand a month, and then you were saving a thousand off of your four thousand net. Yes. Okay. Because while there's not a lot of, there won't be a lot of overhead filing for an LLC costs money. I would imagine you want to put up a website. Yeah. So it's minimal, but it's still going to be a few hundred dollars, and then just depending on the stuff that you need, like. It, it's amazing how it sneaks up with all the little things that you might need. Yeah, yeah you have to get um, like electronic health record software and billing stuff. And yeah, so there is a lot involved. Have you done an inventory of everything you think you need for bare bones, like to be operational and what the monthly cost would be? Like for like what? I'm in the process of getting quotes for that kind of stuff right now. So it seems like 2000 and 2000 you can cover all of your basic needs. You have to dip into savings a little bit because you most likely go over a little bit on that if you eat out at all or have to pick up another bill. But I would use the extra time you have to really come up with a solid game plan on how you're going to start your business and exactly what those month, like what the monthly number is going to be that you have to carry, right? Because you don't want to go through setting up the electronic processing and then you know, even if you don't have a client for a month, turn it off and turn it back on. Cause usually it's a lot of work to get those things set up. So it's worth just paying the monthly amount, even though maybe you don't have a client for the month of May, but then you're going to get your, another client in June, because when you first stick it off the ground, sometimes it's a little slow going. So figure out what the expenses are, everything you think you're going to need, like you'll need, I think you would need business cards. Um, I don't know if you need to give out any materials, like printed materials to people when you go to their house yeah for marketing that will be helpful yeah so marketing materials like what what will that cost you yeah and and the hard part about being a new business owner is at least for me I didn't want to print in large batches like I didn't need a hundred right I needed like 25 but the cost to do a hundred is actually more economical than the cost is to do 25 for marketing sort of print print offs so look at look at that and I would quote yourself the small batch because Maybe you change your marketing strategy before you hit a hundred and that's wasted. And you'll be surprised. Paper is so expensive. (laughs) I'm sure. Shocking buying paper and getting things printed, especially in color. Um, So I would come up with what you think monthly you're going to need. And then is it possible for you to give it a whirl now and see if you can get clients now, even during this pandemic? 
Yeah, once I have everything in set, um, set. I would try and give it a roll now. You don't have a lot of wiggle room with your with your budget, which is which is tough, right? The mar- mortgage is fixed, the car is fixed, utilities are fixed. The only thing you could cut out, but it might maybe be something your husband wants, um, is cable, right? You could just maybe stick to one subscription, right? Netflix, and that would save you a hundred and fifty bucks approximately that you could put towards the business. But what I would do is just try and stick to a stick budget and use this as an opportunity to try and get this off the ground faster, you know, rather than doing it when you're working full time. Right. Yeah. I've been able to get a lot done with the reduced hours. So it kind of worked out. Um, I do have a question about saving for the future though. I've been the same company for 10 years. So I've never really had to think about retirement other than the 401k. I've never um, put savings into any other accounts for long-term savings. Um, My question is, what happens to my 401k when I switch from full-time to being PRN? So when you go from full-time to part-time, they I don't know what your company's rule is, but they might not allow you to participate anymore. Mm-hmm. It just depends. Some, I mean, I just did a podcast with another girl and she's part-time and she's allowed to participate. So it depends on the company. So I would ask them if you're allowed, I mean, if you're not wanting to tell them you're part-time, I would wait until you've had that conversation. Um, but I would find out if you're still eligible to contribute. Now, do they match you? Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> um, Healthcare. Then, yeah. So what happens to it, let's just say there's going to be two scenarios. One is you're part-time and you're allowed to participate, which is great. And then you can continue to save through their plan and you don't have to worry about setting one up on your own yet, right? You can kind of leverage that company that you've been working for for 10 years for their retirement and to have steady income while you build your own practice. The other side of the coin is they say to you, as a part-time employee, we do not offer a retirement and you're not you're no longer eligible to contribute. And then you have um, technically three options. One is like a really bad option though. Well, so one option is you can liquidate the account and take out all the money, which I don't think anybody would ever recommend that you do that. Um, the other option is you can leave it in the 401k. You can leave it exactly where it is and it stays in the investments and it just keeps cooking. And then the third option is you can roll it over into your own retirement account, which is an individual retirement account, an IRA. Um, That's not a taxable transition. It just moves institution to institution. And then instead of it saying the company name and then your name, it just says your name. Okay. Which of those do you recommend? So I think legally I'm not allowed to tell you. Okay. Around this. Um, what it's going to depend, I think, on what you're going to do with your business. Because, for instance, if you're able, once you, at some point, you're ideally going to get the business up and running and you're going to be able to save again, right, for retirement. It's not uncommon when you first get a business going that you're not able to also contribute to retirement. Right. Right. Because you have a mortgage and you have costs and you have costs of getting the business set up. And then sometimes retirement isn't possible. If it is, that's great. But if you take a year or two break, that's fine. Then you just have to get back into it once the business is more viable and you have enough money. So it just depends on what happens with the business, I think, and whether or not the company says, 
you can contribute or not. In an ideal world, you can continue to contribute until you have your own gig going. And then at that point, I would set up your own retirement plan with your new company. The, an IRA. Yes. One option that you just move your 401k to an IRA and then you just contribute to that every year and you can do $6,000 a year. Option is as a business owner, you can do either a step IRA, which is basically a simplified employer plan, I think is what it abbreviates for. And that's an, uh, basically like a super IRA. So it's meant for business owners and you can put more than 6,000 into it. You can put, I think it's 25% of your self-employment income. And then the other option, which makes more sense if you have employees, is going to be a simple IRA. So these are all versions of the IRA, but meant for small businesses. I just want to check real quick on the SEP IRA. No, so this the SEP IRA stands for a simplified employer pension, and it's but it's a version of the IRA, um, and so that will allow you to put uh, more money in there than a, the traditional IRA, which is that has the limit. Um, and so it's just a percentage of your self-employment income. And then the simple IRA is an, you know, another IRA version that's also meant for small businesses. That makes the most sense, though, when you have employees. So if it's just going to be you, I would, I would definitely investigate the SEP IRA. Until okay. you get, and I would only do the SEP IRA when you think you're going to be contributing more than the IRA limitation. Does that make sense? Got it. Okay. Yeah. More than the 6,000. Yeah. Because I don't think there's any reason to set up another vehicle. So if you're only going to be putting in, let's say 5,000 each year, then there's no point in putting, setting up, in my opinion, the SEP IRA, because then if the SEP IRA is a separate form and paperwork, right. That you have to Mm -hmm. do. And if you're not going to take advantage of the additional savings in it, then I would just stick with your traditional. Okay. That makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. And then how much do you have in your 401k? So that's the thing. I don't have as much as I would like to. Um, Part of it was I wasn't able to save as much over the years because I had the student loans. So, and unfortunately, my balance has gone down. Oh, that's okay. Because you're still (laughs) contributing to it currently, right? Yeah. So um, it's 46,000. Oh, that's fantastic. And- we don't get any um, matching. No matching. Okay. So 46,000 is a great amount of money to have in your retirement plan. And because you paid off all your student debt and you also um, have purchased a home with your husband, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's totally fine. You've, you've tacked, you've um, ticked off a bunch of boxes there. So what I would do is I would really use this as an opportunity to try and get this business off the ground while you're already at reduced hours. Cause you have no choice, right? It's not like you can go back and work more hours if you want to. Right. Right. So I would do all of the, the, I don't want to call it grunt work, but all of the work it takes to get a business up, right? Get the LLC, get your marketing, get your website, all that stuff takes time and you have time right now. So I would try and get that all done, even though you're going to have to dip, you're definitely going to end up using the money you save to start the business because mm-hmm. your expenses you could consider canceling cable. It would save you a hundred. Let's say if you had Netflix, a hundred and sixty a month, right? And then you could always turn it back on. But that's really the only place I can see that you can cut from your budget, right? Unless, I mean, what- um, yeah, we've talked about that. I don't know how much it is just for internet, though. I have to. I'll have to look into that. Yeah, you'd have to check on that and see what it would be for for internet. Um, and then the other thing I was thinking is. 
it could be good motivation, right? Because you might need the income from the business, you know, the new business to try and get one client a month, right? And then that mm-hmm. client could help fund the starting of the business almost, right? Because right. if you could make $200 a month, right, then that would help cover the cost for the business so that, you know, at a certain point, you're just getting by with the reduced hours and the 200 from the client, and then you're not having to dip as much into the savings. Yeah. That's what I would do. So I would first figure out what all the what, what all the estimates do a spreadsheet. What do you do? Website, business cards, marketing, and bare bones. Whatever you think you just need to get that first client, and then uh-huh. see how much that's going to cost, and then see how much you're going to be able to charge. Because like I think another thing that's important when running a business is you want to make sure that it's for profit, right? You don't want to be negative, right? It's hard to get your first client, so sometimes you have to right because you don't have that track record yet or the big company behind you. So sometimes initially just to get a client off, you know, out of the gate with a new business, sometimes you give something away or you discount it. That's totally fine. And I'm sure you've read some books on business, but there's certain people that you want to look for when you're discounting products, right? And they're the people that are the type that will tell their friends about it. I'm trying to, I'm working on the name, but an easy way to grow a business is through referral. So you, you want to, if you get somebody and you do a good job, say, you know, can you recommend me? But there's a lot of books and podcasts you can read about, about how to grow, right? Cause yours is a basically a service oriented business. Yes. So you're going to want, you're going to provide a good service and then you're going to want that person to hopefully tell their somebody else, because then if they refer you a referral is an easier sale, right? An easier transaction. Right. So yeah, but I think this could be a great opportunity for you to try and get this off the ground now. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So I will keep you updated. Yes, please do. Um, But yeah, that would be my advice. I would give yourself a a runway. You're already in the industry, so that's helpful. But I would, you know, ascertain all the expenses and just do whatever bare bones to get you off the ground, which might mean that you design the website yourself, which, you know, it's not that bad. I've done it before and you can get everything set up for as little cost as possible. And then I would shoot to try and start getting clients now. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So any other questions for me? No, I think you covered everything. Okay, great. Well, Brittany Fakespears, mm-hmm. thank you for coming on. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you for your information and your advice. Absolutely. And for our lovely listeners, you can check out our free online class, Future Rich, at www.financial.com. And uh, it was just featured in CNBC. And we also have another class on there uh, for student loans, which goes very in-depth about student loans and how to tackle those. And both classes are free. And as always, you can follow us on Instagram. Hopefully this is the last time you'll hear this ad. With Chime checking account features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit, you can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade to spend more time listening to your favorite podcasts or at least grab an extra latte. Take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com goals 24. That's chime.com goals 24. Chime. Feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com disclosures for details. You know how to book flights and hotels. 
all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.